Hello and welcome to this audio recording for the weekly research roundup, research published between the 23rd and 29th of January 2024. I'm Katrina Pez, the research correspondent for the Emmy Association. It's been a busier week with 10 new MECFS studies and 28 new long COVID studies. We have highlighted one of the MECFS studies in more detail. Paper 10 this week looks at muscle mitochondrial function and morphology in MECFS and post-COVID syndrome, PCS. This study used the measure of muscle mitochondrial oxidative phosphorylation, OXPHOS capacity, which looks at the oxidation of reduced fuel substrate by electron transfer to oxygen, coupled with the conversion of ADP to ATP and accompanied by a component of respiration. The study looked at the differences between OXPHOS capacity between three groups, MECFS, post-COVID syndrome and healthy controls. However, they only compared the morphology and the shape of the mitochondria for MECFS and post-COVID syndrome. All participants went through a standard cardiopulmonary exercise test, CPET, where skeletal muscle biopsies were taken after. The study included 15 patients with MECFS, 15 PCS and 13 healthy controls. The study found a range of differences in the mitochondria function, morphology and structure. OXPHOS capacity was reduced in PCS patients compared to controls. The area, volume, cell, diameter and perimeter were higher in PCS patients compared to MECFS but no differences were observed for these variables in the intermyofibra mitochondria. Both the intermyofibria and subsarcolemma cristan integrity was higher in PCS compared to MECFS. There was no difference in the muscle mass per kilo between both patient groups, but a high proportion of mitochondria in the skeletal muscles of PCS patients, especially in the subsarcolemma area. Decreased mitochondria function was found to be positively correlated to disease severity in MECFS. Both MECFS and PCS exhibited increased fatigue and impaired mitochondria function, but the progressed pathological morphological changes in MECFS suggest structural changes due to prolonged inactivity or unknown molecular causes. The increased morphological changes in MECFS in the subsarcolemma area suggest long-term adaptation processes. The changes found in mitochondria of PCS patients suggest probably direct virus-induced alterations. A few things to note about this study. MECFS patients were diagnosed using the Canadian Consensus Criteria, CCC, although only the term CFS is used throughout the study. There is a lack of detail given about the patient characteristics especially seeing as the authors conclude that the differences seen in MECFS patients are likely due to prolonged activity, but illness duration is not clearly defined. A large unbalance, as usual, of the ratio of males to females. Three patients with MECFS and seven patients with PCS could not perform the CPET due to acute high fatigue or danger of heavily post-exertional malaise. The authors conclude that there is more apparent fatigue in PCS preventing the participants from exerting even at lighter physical loads. However, this could be due to the reduced experience of fatigue compared to those with MECFS 
or the mitochondrial function found. Healthy controls were age match, unfit, but otherwise healthy. It's a shame that the mitochondrial morphology was not studied for healthy controls, which does limit some of the conclusions which can be drawn. There is also a need to compare the mitochondrial function morphology changes in MACFS and PCS to other chronic conditions and not just healthy controls. Although this was a small study, it adds to the growing evidence of mitochondrial dysfunction in MACFS and non-COVID, but also shows that differences exist between the two conditions. If this study was to be expanded, it could help by a diagnostic tool between different conditions. You may also be interested in reading paper 1 in the long COVID reference section, which is on low-dose nitroxone. Unfortunately, this was a retrospective study and also included patients who had received atriptyline, duloxetine and physical therapy. Therefore, there is a need for randomised controlled trials. We also have a previous MEA research summary on this topic, which can be found on our website. Thank you for listening to this audio recording for the weekly research roundup. I shall be back next week with the next instalment.